Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. I uh, hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas. Um, we will not be posting a podcast next week, uh, the Sunday after New Year's, but we'll be back the week after. So I hope everyone has a great week. Very excited about this podcast. We've got Tyler and Rocky, the sous chefs from Goodyear House on here. And we had a great conversation. Hope you all enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. I'm R- Rocky Ariola. I'm Tyler Long. Uh, special guest today. Uh, are you the, I forgot to ask you before this, are you the sous chefs? Is that your title? We are. We are. <laughs> That's the title. Okay. So why don't we start with that? Tell people what is, uh, is you're our first sous chefs on the pod. Okay, cool. That's exciting. So, so tell people what a sous chef is for people who don't know what that means. I, I think like the, um, I guess the idealistic version of it is Chris has a vision and we execute it. Yeah, I, I think in sous, if I, I could be wrong, but I think that they like translate to under. So we are technically under the chef. Um, so we are we are his uh, eyes and ears in the kitchen when he's not around. You know, he has he has the idea and the vision, and he trusts us enough to kind of execute it and run it um, without him actually having to be there. So. Okay, and you've alluded to Chris. Chris is Chris Coleman. Oh yes. Yes, Chris the, Coleman. The yeah, Chris, the Chris Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte's favorite. Uh, local celebrity chef Chris Coleman yeah. who's, the, who's the executive chef at the Goodyear house exactly. yes so so why don't you guys give us a little background on each of you where are you from how you got to Charlotte how you wound up with Chris and how you got to Goodyear house it's actually a good story um so well that's I, good if it was a bad story we would have just no it is a good story um I, uh, I moved here in 2011 from uh, Los Angeles to go to college, to Johnson and & Wales, and, um, and never left, you know, uh, and here I am, and worked in a bunch of places, and met a bunch of people, and that got me my job at Stoke, which got me my job at the Goodyear House, which is kind of a funny story, but it goes into Tyler's so, so life So, you worked before Stoke? Um, you know, I worked in a lot of places. I guess most notably, I spent most of my time as the sous chef at Fahrenheit for a while. Um, and that was a lot. That was big. I was really young when I got that job. And uh, it was tough and rewarding. And it, it just, like, opened up, um, like, any other job I wanted to get was because I worked there. Uh, and then I opened up another pizza place in Davidson, Mandolino's, and was the sous chef there. Um, and then was doing nothing. I, like, ended up waitressing at this bar on the side of a highway in South Carolina for, like, four months. Wait, where is this? Uh, it's called Copper in South Carolina. And Wait, where in South it, Carolina? Is it, like, Fort Mill? I don't really know. I think it's in Clover. <laughs> South Carolina, and uh, <laughs> okay. and that was a strange time, you know. But it was fun, and Wait. then uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. so 
copper. It, d- yes. Describe copper for us. I'm, copper I'm is uh, was so fun to work at. Um, you know, all college girls working there, and then the you know you have the token dude bartender. Um, and it's the same regulars that come in to sit and they want a booth. And uh, you know, fun fun food like green egg rolls and um, you know nachos but they did have a prime rib night on Fridays and oh. owned by a man who also owned a gambling company and uh, yeah was there were there uh, video poker machines in the back really? you know there I don't think so but I think there was like a faded spot on the bar where one has been probably periodically I'd imagine uh, <laughs> And you know, there was like a reg- there was a regular there who would they kept the diet sun drop behind the bar just for him to have his diet sun drop and crown or whatever it was. I don't know. That's that's some sort of drink. But I was I was just working there, just trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. And um, my best friend Samantha Adolf, who is actually currently the sous chef at Fahrenheit. Um, she was, and then eventually became the sous chef at Stoke as well. She had a birthday party, and uh, and that's how I got my job at Stoke because I went to that birthday party and. I was at that party, uh, and she was like, "Yeah, she was." So, like, so did you do something? For a... <laughs> no, so go ahead. I was just thinking she did something, and like she has some real good dirt on Chris Coleman, and then like she has to be hired. <laughs> Well, Tyler actually got me that job. Yeah, she was there, and she said she was trying to get back into a kitchen, and I knew we were hiring, and I had met her a couple times before, and uh, knew she'd worked at Fahrenheit, so, um, yeah, I think after that party, within, like, a week or two, she was already working at Stoke, so. Yeah. I love it. So, so Fahrenheit's, like, a, that's a scene up there, a bunch of. It is certainly a scene. (laughs) So, you, so you've kind of gone. I guess we'll get to this in a second, what the differences are between, like, where you are now. But, Tyler, why don't you tell us your background before we get... All right. Yeah, so I'm actually born here in Charlotte. Um, I've been here my whole life. Um, Parents, when I was in second grade, I think we moved out just right into Union County. So I guess I kind of grew up in the suburbs of Charlotte a little bit, kind of like out in Matthews. was out there. I got started in food mainly because, again, I was working at a bar in Matthews trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, it's a place called Christopher's. It's been there since like 88. It's a joint that's been in downtown Matthews for forever. Um, one of our bar regulars was a uh, instructor at CPCC uh, for their culinary program. And he was a good, he was just a, a cool guy. He convinced me to come up there and check it out. So I didn't really get into cooking until I was like 25. And um, from there, my internship through CP, I named like, they give you like three restaurants you want to work at. And so I gave them my three and all three of them, they were like, yeah, we don't know if we can do that. But there's this guy named Chris Coleman who went to CP and he needs some help. And he's at this restaurant called the Asbury. Do you want to go there? And I was like, uh, sure, I guess, not a problem. And uh, I went and met Chris and started my internship there, which turned into me working there for like a year and a half. Um, 
then he quit. He quit the Asbury and went to go up in Stoke, asked me and a couple people uh, to go with him over there. So I went and did that. Uh, worked there for about a year and a half uh, and turned into like a junior Sioux Levine cook for a little while. Um, left there and worked at Kindred for almost a year. Had a great time up there. Love those people. Um, my best friends is a sous chef up there and now Alex Quinn. Uh, I still respect everything they do. Um, I really enjoyed working there. Um, but I actually left to take a sous chef job that didn't work out. Um, kind of got in a pinch and hit up Chris being like, hey, I, I need a job real quick. Like, is, is Stoke hiring again? And uh, I went back and within the first couple months, so this would have been like October, November of 2018. And within a month of being there, he was like, hey, I'm talking to these people about uh, a restaurant in, in Noda. Um, you know, if, if I do this, like, I want you to be my sous chef. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And that he told me that his like final date at that time was supposed to be like at the end of January. He was supposed to make a decision of what year of 2019. And then it led to me being there for a year. Cause I don't think he left until like July or August. And then we didn't, we didn't, leave, until December. We didn't get to leave until December. So what was supposed to be just like a quick stint until I found something else turned into a year before uh, we left to go open up the Goodyear house. We actually broke into the Goodyear house. But yeah, I didn't well, know that's not, what it was well, um, yeah, <laughs> at the time. Yeah, I knew about it. And we were hanging out in Noda one night. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is this restaurant that Chris is talking about opening up. So we, the the fence was unlocked. So did we break in? I'm not sure. We kind of walked Chris in. Uh, well, oh, well now he does. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So then we started being, yeah, we opened up. Uh, Opened up Goodyear House. We started there in January of uh, 2020, and uh, here we are. When you when you told me that Chris was leaving, and you were leaving, I was so mad at you guys because I was like, "Well, what am I doing at Stoke? Like, what?" And and the other sous chef, JB, who was you know really talented, he had worked at like with Wiley Dufresne, and he went to go open up a hotel in Los Angeles, and uh, well, like well, I was like, "What am I doing there?" Why, why am I here working at the Marriott when you guys aren't going to be there? And uh, and then it was kind of like a one-act play where Chris and Tyler, well, Tyler and I were in the walk-in at Stoke. And Chris comes up to Tyler and is like, hey, Tyler, do you know anyone with sous chef experience? <laughs> me! <laughs> me! Well, and I had definitely been in his ear before, too, being like, yo, like, I know we're looking for another sous chef. And I was like, look, we got this girl here who is super talented, who has been a sous chef. She has opened up multiple restaurants. I was like, to me, it was a no-brainer at that time for us, to, for him to try to get Raquel to, to come work with us. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Okay, I want to know, when you move from L.A. to Charlotte, like, that's a pretty big move. <laughs> pretty different culinary <laughs> scenes. What's yes. um, what was your first reaction when you got to Charlotte? As far okay. as I, yes, I do have this, and it is if you if I had made this move this year, which actually my younger sister like three weeks ago made the exact same move. She's living with me now from Los Angeles to California. So, but the, and the answer is different. 
when I moved here and my dad is the one who took me to college and we're driving around and I'm Mexican and my dad is, is Mexican. Um, he's like, Mika, there's no Mexican places here. And there weren't, there weren't any, I think we went to go eat. Like when he came to visit, we went to Cabo fish taco and we're, hey, that's your neighbor. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it you know, for a while. I wasn't old enough to drink the margaritas, so I can't sing its their praises. But uh, you know, there wasn't any Mexican food in Charlotte, and uh, that was the big thing. Moving from Los Angeles, being Mexican, and just wanting to eat com- the com- your comfort food, and um, yeah, it just wasn't here. And then now, though, I think that that's changed a lot. Uh, Maybe you just didn't know where to look at that. Yeah, place. I didn't know where to look. Probably living well, in the dorms. Well, where, where, where do you go now? Where? Ta- El Tacos El Nevado on Central. It's so Those good. are the best tacos, if you ask me, that yeah. you can get in, in just like a little shop like that. Uh, but Hector does some good tacos. Yeah, Hector Chilito does good tacos. Or, yeah, Oh, Chilitos. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he came, yeah. they came from oh. LA, or he did came from LA, so. Yeah. Yeah, so we did our, um, we did some test kitchen stuff with him at, what's his name? We were at Project 658. Project um, 658. Which was nice. That's when we were doing some test kitchen stuff for Goodyear House. Hector, actually, so when I first started my internship at the Asbury, Hector was a sous chef. I believe, yeah, he was a sous chef at the Asbury for Chris at that time. Um, so I had known Hector for a little while and got to work with him, which, you know, can't say Hector is just an awesome dude. Um super nice and so he invited us into his kitchen over at project 658 uh where we got uh yeah we did a lot of test kitchen stuff over there for like a week or so the shrimp cracker was born there yeah so yeah where else did we go for is that it for some some good some good mexican food uh no what's the um oh lupitas where you buy your tortillas by the oh yeah oh i love that yes yeah, oh, yes. so I, I could go with someone though that like speaks Spanish because I yes. just place and uh, yeah. So like, I do not. Uh, yeah, I do not speak Spanish, but everybody, lo- people love to speak Spanish to me, and I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, so you're bad. So we need to get. <laughs> yeah. But you at least look the part. That's the worst. So I had a, I had an Asian girlfriend for a while, and we would go like, and she spoke fluent Spanish. And she studied abroad in Spain, so we'd be there, and like all these guys would start talking to me because I, I'm like, no, bro. And then this like, <laughs> this Spanish, right? girl would start talking Spanish, and they got so confused. <laughs> That's why we go to like Taco Nevada, and we sit down, and they come over, and they immediately just start speaking to her in Spanish, and she's like, oh. one michelada, please. <laughs> Uh, that's how I felt the first time I went to Las Lupitas. I didn't know like what to order, what to do. There's these like massive chicharrones and all these different mm-hmm. sausages and, oh, and so cheeses everywhere now. and like barbacoa by the pound. Like I didn't know what to do, so I just like panicked and left. But I, yeah. I took her back with and like you get a pound of tortillas and like a pound it's of barbacoa and oh yeah, dude, and some of their salsas the and habanero with the oh the salsas yeah, are they have like a. Yeah, their habanero salsa. I was like, oh, I'll try that. And it seriously is just habaneros and onions with like lime juice on it. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's spicy, but it's so good. good. Oh, anyways. Yeah. So moving from Los Angeles, like that's, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's changed or I know more, but um, Mexican food in Charlotte is 
it's delicious now. You know, I, I moved from Los Angeles when I was 19, so it's not like I was, like, going out and living the life. So I think I probably know Charlotte better now than I ever did home. And I love it here. Never leaving. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it, Charlotte's definitely, I mean, it's from 2011. There's, I mean, there was, I think we had the ethnic food, but it was, like, very far out. Like, you had yeah. to go. It, it wasn't like it is now. Well, Instagram wasn't even a thing my freshman year of college, you know. Uh, you couldn't, like, follow a restaurant on social media and, like, see a picture of a sweet taco and be like, oh, I'm going there. You know? So, <laughs> I think that's, in, yeah, Instagram's changed everything. So, so when, so, Yvonne and I, we love Stoke. Stoke was great. Especially for being in the Marriott. I thought you guys did really cool stuff. Um, so tell us like the biggest difference between working for like a corporate and you worked at Fahrenheit too, I'm sure it's kind of similar, like a big corporate structure compared to where you are now at Goodyear. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, the, you can say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's like one of the first things that like comes to my head is like, they, you know, they implemented like a, everybody had to take a 30 minute break every day, which, never did. which in like the restaurant world is, is hard, especially in like an independent spot. It's hard to find time to make everybody clock out for 30 minutes and then clock back in. And even there it was hard. Um, one, one of the big differences I think is for me is you had that, you had that Marriott money. So like, you know, <laughs> For like, yeah, you had those, those P&L sheets, like, you know, we were able to do a lot of fun stuff in Stoke because our banquet team crushed it, right? So they're making all the money upstairs, and they, they group those together. So us downstairs, we could have a slow night, but we could still play around with things and, and do some fun stuff and not have to worry about anybody, like, coming down on us because food we're cost. wasting product yeah. or food costs, you know? Um, We actually ended up doing a lot. You know, Tyler and I were at the Marriott for six months after Chris had approached us. And, um, you know, hotels, the hotel was pretty slow as far as what we're used to now. And we did a lot of R&D for the Goodyear house. <laughs> on the clock. On the clock at the Marriott. Maybe with their products. Yeah. So sometimes we brought them in. Yeah. A lot of, we did a lot of ice creams. And the only gear yeah. that was on our opening that's, menu came out of Stoke. And, that's, uh, that's what I oh. love, Stoke. But you you got like really good food and cool stuff and Chris was always experimenting and you guys were always doing stuff and but I'm sure but he told me it's like but you always had to have a hamburger on the menu stuff like that yeah yeah for sure and that was like well that was no yeah that was and and being in an open kitchen I guess maybe not even just corporate structure but was stoked uh, with what it was being in an open kitchen it is. You know, going from an open kitchen like that to uh, behind the a kitchen where nobody can see you is makes a big difference to me. I love being in a, a closed kitchen where you don't have eyes on you at all times. Like, so, you know, you can wear whatever you want. We don't have the wear our cooks, chef coats our cooks don't have to wear chef coats. They usually can wear whatever they want to work, which I 
as a line cook would have appreciated because you don't have to I hate wearing chef coats and I would hate to ask anybody to to wear one also and being able to listen to any music you want to it's like it's just a whole different vibe for the kitchen I think a more positive one than than an open kitchen where everybody's watching every movement you make we listened to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack followed by the Shrek soundtrack last night nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah that, that sounds, uh, that's naughty. The Lord of the Rings. So, so talk about how you come up with some of the dishes. Cause I know like Rocky, you do most of the pastry stuff, right? No, that's wrong. <laughs> no, I'm about to edit totally my- wrong. But let me plug our pastry chef. Becca is incredibly talented okay. like sorry she's got her own business yeah i mean <laughs> she's got her own business chart she's just like genuinely a good human too and um check out but she does all of our desserts and she's got my favorite dessert i think we've ever had right now which is the snack cake sticky toffee pudding pomegranate seeds coffee on glaze and like a star-shaped moravian cookie right on top so cute yeah and, and yeah, Becca's super cool. Becca, she also she had worked up at like Hello Sailor and Kindred for a while. Uh, I worked with her briefly while I was up there, so it was nice to get reconnected with her. Um, yeah, she does all sorts of awesome stuff. And like our dinner bread, um, like that oh, dough, yeah. like yeah, you like that. Yeah. So we don't even we don't even make that. We get that dough from um, your from your mom's. Um, they have a, a recipe that that we had that so they make for us and they deliver it to us twice a week because we just have such a small kitchen that we can't produce that much dough ourselves we don't have room for a mixer so yeah so kim and courtney over there like they they really help us out and they they make that for us and deliver it to us twice a week sweet last week's podcast you guys are just yeah yeah listen yeah come into it's just a big family okay so talk about so i know you did uh there was a uh like the Todayashi rice dish that was really good. Like right when you first opened a good year. Um, yeah. The Unigiri. Yeah, and it was with, but it was with um, trout. Yeah. Yeah, there was some smoked trout in the middle. I think kewpie mayo, a uh, smoked row. trout roe on top, like our crispy stuff. Yeah, some crispy stuff, which has turned into like our house everything spice. Oh, so good. Find it on our sweet potato right now. Yeah. <laughs> But you, um, I think you guys do a really good job of, because I think you want to keep all the stuff kind of local, but then you mm-hmm. add these foreign elements, like yeah. these elements and other places. That, yeah, and that's like one of those, like that, you know, I've, you know, I put that, I feel like I put a lot of work into that dish. And it's like, when I first am telling Chris, like, yeah, well, I want to do this onigiri thing. He's like, well, what's that? And I'm like, well, it's it's this. And, you know, he's like, uh, people don't know what onigiri are, or that sounds, you know, that's not, is that who we want to be? And, you know, to me, it's like everything that was in that dish was, you know, Southern things. Like, you know, that's Carolina gold rice grits, and the salmon was coming from uh, up near Asheville, and the salmon row was also coming up from Asheville. So it's like, you take these, uh, even like the sauce that was in the bottom, that tamari comes from a company called Miso Master, and they're based out of Western North Carolina. They're like the, the oldest, like, uh, organic miso producing company in the United States, and it's here in North Carolina. Um, 
like you put all those things together and it's like that's been my biggest thing is uh, somebody said it's like you know what it's not what southern food is but it's like what it can be it's like all those things are southern ingredients and it's just a technique right it's just the way you put it together and, well that's not just somebody who said that yeah sean brock oh, yeah, said that sean brock said that <laughs> Uh, yeah. just, just just somebody just, just somebody. some guy Sean Brock if you're here, if you can hear us yeah. so it's like, and so I love doing stuff like that I love putting together dishes like that and that speaks into and Chris has said since day one you know we're going to put up food that we like to eat and which doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be your stereotypical southern thing but um yeah I think like a lot of the times like Tyler and I are both food nerds you know um you know, always reading, always doing, you know, looking at new things or whatever. And uh, so many times, like, you'll see something on Instagram or read it in a book and you're like, I want to try that. And if it's something from, you know, a middle province of Asia or, or you know, South America, we're never going to try those things unless we make them ourselves. Um, so we have to try to make stuff ourselves. Like yeah. Tyler, you're working on a side project of uh, hominy miso. So you know, oh. something that you read in a book, but you can't go to the store and buy that, or you can't go to a restaurant in Charlotte and buy it. You, you can't go to a restaurant within, you know, 200 miles and buy that. So you have to try to make it yourselves. And I think that's something that. Yeah. I have real FOMO when I'm looking at things on Instagram that are like in, in like South Korea. And I'm like, man, I really want to try that. I don't have the money to get there. So, but now we have the resources to like, you know, look up what that is and the history behind it and why people will eat that. And, you know, for the most part, we can get most of those ingredients and, and try to try to put that together ourselves and see what it's like. Yeah. And everything's available in the South, you know, kimchi, what is kimchi, but cabbage and where is, yeah. you know, sauerkraut from the mountains. They've been making sauerkraut there for hundreds of years. And yeah. so what's adding a little chili flake? Is that disingenuous? And lots of other stuff. Yeah, well, other things. But I don't think it's disingenuous to make yeah, exactly. things yeah. using ingredients here. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's how, that's the cool part is like you take the local ingredients and then you, stuff that you can't get in Korea, but you're yeah. trying to do a Korean dish with Southern ingredients and you get yeah. something completely new. I mean, that's the history of food. That's how food just progresses right. time. Right. Yeah. I hate when people say that, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But it's like, I feel like food has always progressed from people doing different things or different cultures coming together. You know, I mean, that's 100% what food's always been. It's not always been the same thing. It's always changing. So it's like, uh, when somebody obviously tells me I shouldn't do something, I will do the opposite. You're definitely going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So. so who, so like when you, who are like your favorite follows on Instagram that you're that you Ooh, are well, always one question I, I want to ask you is not even just people, my but restaurants yes yes uh <laughs> you you went and you ate at a place in LA that I, we both wanted to eat at so bad but they recently closed down was um um here's looking at you uh, oh yeah did, did you enjoy that I've been there twice uh, yeah yeah great that that place, man, I loved it. I loved the, uh, a lot of their dishes and stuff they were doing. They seemed like they were having a lot of fun. And yeah, when they closed down, I was pretty bummed out. Uh, badass little little. Um, I don't know what her nationality is, but she's just like a woman restaurateur, and she's so uh, she's a hero. Yeah, yeah I don't know Plus. the whole backstory of 
where she came from, but she she has like a good background and and yeah, we we the first time we went there, I was just looking at it, I was like this looks really cool. And then I went back because mm-hmm. this this lady at uh at Mama Fuku Co was like you have to go try the the froglets and I was going to LA for some reason like the next week. I was like, okay, I'm, oh, yeah. and they were just yeah, Very really good. good stuff. That's the worst part about COVID is all these restaurants yeah. closing down, like the good ones. Yeah. Like there's a lot of restaurants that need to close down. <laughs> <laughs> but it just sucks when like the good ones are closing down and it's not really, um, you know, anyone's fault. Yeah. You can't, can't really help it. So, yeah. so you guys wanted to talk about your COVID experience. Yeah, what an experience. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like... I just think it's like, uh, to me, what, um, like, the biggest, I don't know how to say it, this is, like, my experiences. One day we were like, wow, COVID, crazy. Hey, tickets to New York are $100, let's go. <laughs> we were sitting there on our phones, like, on the path, like, plant buying tickets, and two days later... I'm throwing beets out in a trash can because we're closing the restaurant and I'm sobbing while I'm doing it. So it's just how quickly everything changed. And it was a wild, truly a wild week, you know, from the presentation of, okay, we have to close the restaurant at 5 p.m. today for in-dining. And then we did takeout for a week. And I think you were probably our very first takeout order that week or at least one of them. Yeah, um, I, I love definitely. I love. I still love your uh, chicken sandwich. Is so good. I love that. I could eat it every day. I like avoid it just so I don't gain like a hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we did take out for a week, and it was a crazy week. There's a really funny picture of me and Tyler like in a huge argument on the line, and Tyler's decided to just like unbutton every button in his shirt. <laughs> Just to like, yeah, which a style he still rocks, by the way. Well, that was like, I think the day we were closing, like when they decided, like when Chris and our owners like decided to tell us that, like, hey, we're having to close and we're all losing our jobs for now. Like they started that meeting with like a bottle of whiskey that they just sat down on the table and we all were just like passing it around. So, and then we had to cook for six more hours. Yes, yes. So that that, later that night was uh, that was that was fun. That was interesting, but. uh yeah, you know, it sucked. Like, obviously, it's I was waiting for at least six months for this restaurant to open, right? And I've always wanted to work in a restaurant like this in a neighborhood like Noda. You know, I didn't want to be a part of anything uptown. I wanted to be in a, in a neighborhood that you can impact and, and see regular faces and, and, you know, have my, you know, have my name on it too and and in my influence on a restaurant and i finally get that chance you know we get that chance we open up in february and we're having a great time open for 40 days 48 it don't last for 48 days and it's like somebody just came along and snatched it from me like everything i I wanted and who i was doing with like you know i love working with chris and obviously i love working with rocky and it's like our team was great and then just gets snatched away and like you don't know when it's coming back, you just don't know anything. And yeah, that day where we were just like having to, we, we tried doing as much as we could with some of our products. Like we preserved a lot. We did a lot of fermentation with some things, but you know, some things you had to throw away and it's like all this, yeah. all this stuff that you put all this hard work into and you were excited about and just gone. Ugh. Seamlessly. Yeah. 
and then yeah i think i we had just started running this beads dish and it was really cool and tyler's really excited about it and uh and i was i didn't hadn't like been upset i was like okay well, you know a couple days off it'll be great i hadn't been upset about anything and then I was just, we had to throw everything out. And I just threw beats away. And a line cook was like, are you going to cry? And then I just put everything down and went outside and like <laughs> just cried. And then Tyler comes out and it was, oh, it was so bad. It's like you come out, come outside and you like turn the corner and Rocky's just like sitting on the ground, like with her hand, head in her hands, just like bawling, you know? That's, oh, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked, you know, it sucked really bad. And then. But if, I mean, to take, like, to look at the bigger picture now, it's like, you know, we, we were closed for 48 days. Um, me and Rocky got to hang out quite a bit for 48 days, which was nice because, you know, you know, you don't get a lot of time to, to, for us to do that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, luckily we were open back up. And it's like, you know, how many people open and close a restaurant, like, two times within, like, three months? It, yeah. was, it was just a wild ride and we got to learn from our mistakes a lot yeah a lot and yes. we had the opportunity to, to press restart not once not twice but even three times because we did you know we reopened and did take out for you know a month maybe was it two months i don't even know the whole spring is a blur yeah. and then we got the notice that we were going to open for dining and and within 24 hours we were open for dining so we like hired everyone back we prepped, we, we did everything we had to do really fast. And all of a sudden we were open for a very, very busy summer and it was, you know, beautiful. We had to change our menu a lot too. Cause you know, we had a bunch of like these biggie meals where it was like, you could get a whole trout and then it came oh, yeah. the sides. You had the, and, uh, you had the prime rib. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Prime that rib, was so yeah. good. And yeah. I was, hope it comes back at some point. And we've talked about it, but it's like one of those things is uh, right away. When we I ordered that for myself. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was, it was, it said like for four, but like, I just you know, like ignored you're that. Like, you're like, hold my beer, watch me do this. <laughs> but yeah. And so like we, but we stopped doing that type of stuff because it was shareable. It's shareable. You know, it's like, do four people want to be touching everything? And it's like, you know, everybody that was, you know, everything was weird at first. So we took away some of those things and. We made our menu a little smaller, but I think we're all a lot happier with where our menu is at now from where it was when we opened. Mm -hmm. you know, we had too much of a, we had a real big menu when we first opened up. So it gave us an opportunity to, to look back on the changes we can make to, to help us out. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Go back because you never, you, you asked me a question. You never answered the question. What, who oh, do you yeah, follow on Instagram? Uh, who are your, who are your, um, inspirations uh david chang well, are you there I mean, I mean, david chang that's the you know that's the easy answer is like david chang's and, and sean brock's right my um, dream is to have david chang on the pod i don't know that's like my dream i don't know how it's gonna happen but we're gonna we're gonna do it one day uh, I'm a Dodgers fan, you know, Dodgers fan tonight. He's a Dodgers fan, I think. Is he? Oh, um, he's in D.C. He might be a Nationals fan. Oh, well. He's not a Dodgers fan. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> he's just at that restaurant that's in Dodgers, uh, Dodgers a, Stadium show. He's a Washington football team fan. All right, well, right? edit that one out, then. That was stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, You know, I follow... Um, yeah, tons of restaurants in Nashville. Um, you 
know, I'm always peeking like the, I think the restaurant group is called Strategic Hospitality in Nashville. They have like Henrietta Reds, Catbird Seat, um, Bastion. Um, they have a few more right. things. I, I, I peek at them a lot. First, where? I just went to Catbird Seat first time like a month ago. It was awesome. Really? Was it? Yeah. We've been, we've been wanting to make a Nashville trip to go eat at. Uh, oh, they opened up that new place, Locust. It's like um, it's like a dumpling place. Like uh, that whole restaurant group does some cool stuff. So Nashville, yeah. a lot of things Nashville are, are where I keep my eye on right now. I didn't know. I don't really know that much about Nashville, but uh, Sam Hart was like Catbird Seat is the best. His his yeah. favorite restaurants. So I'd love to go back because it seems like there's a lot of cool stuff there and tons of cool stuff. Tons of cool stuff. That's I think that's our right now. That's our like, you know, the trips that we want to take. Nashville is for sure number one on the list right now, just to go to go eat around up there. Uh, like someone local that we both follow is Jamie Swaff. Uh, Jamie Swaff. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, always doing some cool yeah, stuff. He is a farmer and he, you know posts things he's growing and things he's about to grow and he does some really cool things yeah, that's the he, he gets yes yeah, the farmer, yeah. yes the chef's farmer so he gets a lot of uh product from or seeds i guess from seven row seeds and i don't really know how that exchange works but um you know we had our squash dish and we were getting this really really beautiful special squash center they were called center cut squash um and just like uh you know you're we talking earlier about earlier about products that we would never get to try you know unless we make them ourselves and we have in charlotte someone who's growing these really really interesting vegetables that we get to use and, and try and you know yeah. half of the time we're in, we end up eating them ourselves rather than selling them so yeah not the biggest one i think for me would is obviously and it's such an easy answer just to say david chang but like you know, any anything. Russet Canyon in oh, yeah. Los Angeles. Oh, so cool. He plates everything on a diagonal. You know, really, yeah. really cool. He, he puts things on the floor to take pictures. And... Uh, Jeremy Fox is That's another his name. One. That's Russet Canyon. I, I think he started there. And he's got uh, Birdie G's. Yeah. And, yeah, his cookbook was on vegetables. His, he's, a, he's a great follow for sure. I've, I love Katie Button. I've loved Katie Button since she came to speak um, my junior year at Johnson & Wales, and I'll get drunk and argue about how she's the best woman chef on the planet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yvonne, Yvonne loves Dami Kren. That's like her. That's oh, her. really? Nice. Maybe you'll, you and Yvonne will have to fight over it. <laughs> how's she feeling she had her did she have her tonsils taken out yeah she had her tonsils taken out on she's friday okay she's fine it was uh she she thought it it was gonna she for some reason she thought she had bad breath or something i'm not exactly sure why she wanted her tonsils out but it was an elective surgery and everyone was like this is a terrible idea you're gonna be in pain for a week and she's like i'm gonna do it i think now she's regretting it a little bit Good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast, or she. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't she get to eat a lot of ice cream? Isn't that a one plus? Yeah, item? I got her. Um, where did I go? I went to Around the World Cafe. Do you guys ever go there? Dude, I uh, okay. She's a huge like bubble tea, bubble tea fan, and that place we've been wanting to hit there, but we have not. You guys have to because she legit makes her own stuff there. It's not like yeah. that. Okay, so. it's in the arboretum. It's no, it's so that's uh, 
Oh, yes, that's a different yeah. one. That that does that's like a chain. I can't think of the name, but that's good too. But this is oh, on yeah. uh, this is closer. This is on um, Park Road. It's like yeah. right past uh, Montford. Okay. Closer to like Tybola that way. But she's really she does really needs a complete rebrand like the Around the World Cafe logo. It's like we we could use some work there, but. Uh, <laughs> But she makes, they do like they do like the roll ice cream, right? Yeah, I think she does the roll ice cream too. Yeah. Hmm. No, I have to go check it out. So where, like ice cream. <laughs> so where? Okay, so tell us like when you're not at Goodyear House, where are you going around town? Like, what are your favorite places? Um, Yaffa. I mean, we go to Yaffa all the time. Yeah. We did it. We get Yaffa to go. The rotisserie chicken with like two sides and a and a salad is like we can both eat for like twenty bucks and have enough food for lunch the next day. And that's you get the whole chicken. Oh, we get the family for two of us. Right? Yeah, and they send like six silverware, and we're like. Um, that's uh, my favorite when they give you like multiple silverware, and you're like, no, this is for me. Yeah, this is for just us. Take those. Guys, awesome. Like, Shai, he brought us family meal on our first day when we opened up, which is, like, that was huge for us. Like, a stressful day, our first day being open, and, like, we've been flying around, working, like, a 12-, 13-hour shift, and Shai shows up at the end of our, our service with, like, three bags, like, slammed full of food and hummus and Brussels sprouts and so things like that. That that was super awesome. So we'll, I will be supporting Yafo for a while. Not Sam Hart. What's his name? Sam... Sam Diminish. He, he brought us. us. He brought us some family meal too. Yeah. That was super cool. Um, we go to we uh, we don't venture to South End too much, but when we do, we like to sit at the bar at Barcelona and drink a bottle of wine and snack on some things. Um, um, we like Hello Sailors, great. Yeah, we went there for your birthday. Buddha Buddha. Um, although we've gotten takeout from them, um, I'm just anxiously waiting when we can all go back there and eat noodles. Right now. I know. Yeah. Fudo Buddha. That was like Fudo Buddha is an original. Yeah, it just, yeah. yeah, it just it just hits so mm-hmm. hard because it's like <laughs> it's like the first bowl of ramen I think I had. And it, you know what? Some people might say it's not like, oh, this isn't authentic or you know, and what is authentic anyways, but you know what is this? It's delicious. pretty authentic. He like he he's he's my he's my number one Charlotte get. He's yeah. very inclusive. But mm-hmm. not get him on the podcast. But he uh, he like stu- they like went to Japan and like they it's not it's legit. Yeah, it's good. And I have no frame of reference for if, if it's authentic or not. But when the Niwa ramen sits in your car for 30 minutes and you get home and it's a little cold and the noodles have soaked up all that mushroom broth, that's the best time to eat it. <laughs> Pro tip. Hey, and, and they- yeah. And they're making their own noodles too. And it's like they have a good chew to them. And um, there's some other places in Charlotte that I feel like their noodles are not good. And even though a lot of people like them, I, I don't think we're fans <laughs> of them. But um, F- Fuda is, is great. Yeah, we love we love going there. Um, Tacos yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. I know. I've never been there. I want to go there. Look. Have you not? Look. look. Two dollar tacos, but last time we were there, we spent spent sixty dollars. Yeah, on that we were like, oh, let's have a cheap dinner. And they're like, tacos are like yeah, two two fifty a piece, and we spent like sixty dollars. Oh, no. So you had thirty tacos. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I don't, I blacked out. Yeah, like, I meet you a lot that comes in a glass that's this big and that's all there is to it. Avocado or guacamole. Yeah, we got like guacamole, a bunch of tacos and some sides. Yeah, I don't know. It's good uh-huh. though. Um, Tyler cooks, you know, Tyler cooks in his free time. Yeah, so we, so. We, we eat a lot because we try to eat cheap, save some of our money. We like to go grab drinks at Idlewild over here in Noda, get a slice at Vinny Pinello's. That's always a, a good uh, night also. Yeah, before, I think before, before, you know, I started working at Stoke, Haberdish used to be my favorite restaurant, and those are fighting words now. Those are you fighting words now well, we're neighbors. We're competition, you know? No, you're, you guys are like siblings. Siblings? <laughs> Strange step-siblings, maybe. We, I, I love I love Haberdish. I love Goodyear House. I took So I took my friend who was fr- visiting from New York a few weeks ago to Goodyear House because I was like, this is a... you. Well, your interior. I love your interior. Yeah. It feels very homey. You guys did a great job. And... Uh, Always, like, I feel like you get a good southern meal, but, it, like, you got cool stuff. And I, Haberdish does the same thing. Like, I, I love Haberdish's stuff, too. But different. Mm-hmm. Yes, different. Not to, not to hate on people, but, I, you know, we try to change our menu as frequent as we can. I'm a stickler on, like, I get tired of things after, like, three weeks to a month. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to change, ready to do this. And, you know, I feel like not a lot of places do that. Which isn't a bad thing because you know, like once you eat something there that you like, you know you can go back and get. But I'm huge on constantly changing the menu and and doing different stuff. And you know, you asked about being a sous chef earlier, and Tyler and I are definitely like two parts of the same whole. So Tyler will be like, "It's time to change something," or "We have to change this or do this," and I'm like, "Okay, let's think about why and how we're gonna do that." I'm like, "No, let's go, let's do it." I'm tired of it. Yeah, I definitely am like more logistics, and Tyler is more the yeah. I mean, I've been in management a lot longer, and um, yeah, you're smart. <laughs> yeah, she's smarter than me. Oh, for sure. No, smarter no, than no, me, no, for no, sure. no, 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 smarter than me. For I don't sure. think so. No, I'll have like a new dish, like ready to go. I'm like, here it is. I'm like, this is what we need to run. And she's like, oh, yeah, that tastes good. I'm like, great. She's like, so. She's like, have you priced it out? Like, how much does this cost? How much are we going to put on the menu for it? I'm like, uh. I'm the fun police, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, I guess we got to figure that part out, too. Yeah, I think I like, I do a good job of making your vision happen. Which is not to say that I don't have vision of yeah, my yeah. own, but I like, I like the problem solving of, like, Crystal and Tyler will be like, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. Like, okay. <laughs> Slow down. How are we going to do that? You guys did a uh, fried rice dish over the summer. It had something weird. Over the summer. Man, that thing was on the menu for like six months. I was getting so tired of that. I had I had to taste every single one of those. I what was what what, what was in it? Fried rice. I got PTSD. It was well. It started off as a soft shell crab fried rice, and then softy season was over. But we sold so many of them, we just started doing like a lump crab in it, and we were mixing crab roe with the rice. And we made like our own yum yum sauce. I didn't and think that was I. I texted Chris because I had it, and I was like, "How many of these are you selling?" Because I didn't think yeah. anyone like that. And he was like, "No, this is the biggest thing." I'm like, "That's good. That means people like, in Charlotte are like willing to try shit. That's good." Yeah, you know, exactly. we we had a lot of we had to like there was a period after it had been on the menu for maybe two months and people loved it, 
And then we were, we would get a lot of DNLs or do not likes, you know, people would be sending them back. And I had to taste, that's why I had to taste every single one to see if people were crazy. Um, okay. How, I guess some, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, sometimes they're too, people don't like fishy things. And sometimes it could be really. I don't think it was space. too fishy, but it was like adding the crab roe into the rice. You know, we, we put that in there ahead of time before we were even like making the fried rice. So it was, it was definitely like crab in your face, but I didn't even think in a bad way. Obviously we liked it enough to put it on the menu. So what do you, so how often a night do people send stuff back? I wouldn't say often. Mm-mm. Like it's, I, to me now it's very rare yeah. that the crab one came back maybe, maybe like once a night, once but we would night. sell 30 or 40 of them, you know, on a, you know, a busy night. Um, so more than that. And it comes back, like, what are your thoughts? Are you like, these people fucking don't get it? I'm well, like, <laughs> uh, so if you had asked me before COVID, and I don't know if I should have this, but before COVID, we would, you know, if a crab rice or if something like that came back, I'd taste it. I'd be like, okay, this person's crazy. We don't do that anymore, obviously, but... But, you know, we also put, uh, we like, we like salt right like we like our foods nicely seasoned and the, that same like crispy mixture that was on top of the onigiri we were also putting on that fried rice and there might be some msg in there and some other things that are pretty pretty heavy on the palate and so i think some people would just think it was like too salty it was like too much going on but um i don't know I, for me at that point it's like you sell, you know, say you sell 50 and one of them comes back, like, that's okay for me, I guess. It wasn't too bad. And it's rice, so it's not like we were losing. It's not like somebody was sending back uh, some B5 Wagyu or something, you know. We used to get the chicken sandwich sent back a lot because um, we fought really hard to make sure that, it, you know, a fried chicken sandwich, while now I'll sing its praises because it's cost effective, you know, people love it and it sells a lot. That's what we call a winner. Um, you know, at the beginning we were doing a chicken breast, which is like, whatever, it's a fried chicken sandwich. So we fought really hard to make the chicken sandwich a chicken thigh. And now like a chicken thigh has this part in the middle of it that's very, very thin. And then you got the two like, you know, meaty bits. So people would cut into the middle of their sandwich and they cut right through this middle part and they'd be like, there's no chicken in this. Heavy sigh. Yeah, that, yeah, that was always hard. <laughs> yeah, so we had to spend a lot of time on staff education being like, it's a chicken thigh. If your table cuts into it in the wrong way, they're going to be confused. Um, and as soon as we worked on, you know, communicating that with the front of house staff, the issues seemed to go away. So. Yeah, that's why I couldn't work at a restaurant, because the first time someone sent something back, I'd be like, you guys are fucking idiots. I'm out of here. <laughs> Well, I mean, we say that too. Don't worry, but <laughs> that, that's why I, that's why I could work it. I could only work at a tasting menu where, like, I got to choose what people ate, and if they didn't like it, tough luck. Well, you also pay so much for a tasting menu that you're like, I like this. I know I like this. Now, speaking of tasting menu, we haven't had the chance or the money necessarily to go eat at counter. You, how many times you been now? Twice. Uh, yep, twice. We want to go. What are our line cooks yeah, for their birthday? Counter is great. It's um, I think it's the best restaurant right now. I mean, that and Bardo are like the two. Yeah. For me. 
like of the higher level, you know, doing tasting. Wow, jeez. I think any restaurant that like is is still selling plates right now is deserving yeah. of a lot of respect. Sure. Like, doesn't matter what you do, you know. Yeah. yeah, like, so I think those two are. It's definitely worth it, and I think his price point. It's high, but it's not like too high. I actually think it should be higher. I've told him that, but. Oh really? Uh. But you don't use that term loosely, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a we've got a we've got a line cook who you know it's all nepotism in the restaurant industry. So we've got a line cook that has a friend who works. I guess works for Sam, and there's rumor that they're getting all getting to go to Japan. I mean, <laughs> love you, Chris. I don't love that, but go. but like you know, you can only do like the tasting menu is like you know that's something you do once a quarter. You know, yeah. can't do that every a quarter. Day. Once a year. <laughs> yeah, once a year. Yeah. If you do it twice in a day, like Yvonne and I have, you should kill yourself because it's not smart. Oh, did you do that in Mexico? Oh, we, we've done it twice, uh, and I don't recommend it. It's very, it's not enjoyable. The second one's not enjoyable if you do that. That's a lot. It's a lot. But, we went to Charleston the weekend before we opened um, Goodyear House. It was also the weekend Kobe Bryant died, RIP. Um, and uh, we, we like, ate at five different restaurants that day, and I just was so, God, so sick. Not, yeah, terrible. It's, it's a lot. But the good thing, like... And you go to Goodyear House, it's like, I could eat Goodyear House every day. And that's what we aim for, you know? It's like, yeah, that's again, what trying, to be, like, trying to be that neighborhood restaurant. Like, we want to be that place where all those people, you know, everybody that lives around that area or now the you know hundreds of apartments that are popping up, you know, we want those people to be able to walk over there and on a Tuesday, get a burger and get a beer and be happy. But then on a Friday night, come back and, and you know, get our porchetta and get a side of the turnips and greens and and get a bottle of wine and and know that you can do whichever one you want, right? Yeah, that's what that's what's great is like you've got even like your por your porchetta. It was so good. We had that. It just had like I don't know what you put on it. Had some sort of fruit, like the just the different levels of flavor. Mm-hmm. So good. good. But both me and my friend were like, this is amazing. We love yeah. it. Oh, good. That's so good to hear. Yeah. We love everything. <laughs> the bread obviously the bread is so many restaurants are going away from bread because it's hard to do and like but mm-hmm. I'm glad that you guys do the bread and it's yeah. just and uh i've noticed you only gave two slices the slices are getting smaller well that, but well, i understand yeah. i understand covid it's covid <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's so at first we were doing only large a bread. large bread which is like so it's a pull apart bread right and it had six pieces to it oh, yeah. um and so when when our bar was open a bar guest would come in and they'd get a burger at the bar right and we would send out bread to them and so they get this giant piece of bread that's got you know six pieces for just them and we were blowing through a lot of it early on and it's free bread right and Chris's big thing when we first opened up, and we can all agree that you know, we want you to feel like you're in a house and, and you're in our home. So we're going to send you this dinner bread. This is free. Like I, We want you to be here. And But after a while, we were going through so much that we just made the decision that if it's a two-top or no, less, it totally, it totally makes sense. the smaller totally piece. So. Totally made sense. It, did, it made no sense you were giving a whole thing of bread. But yeah. like for people like Yvonne, like that's that's what she lives for. 
that's all she needs, right? So what? So what's your favorite thing that you guys have made of all time? Ooh. Doesn't have to be. Oh my. oh my gosh! Well, I think it would probably be at the go to your house. We've Chris gives us so much freedom and ability to like work things out. Uh, you don't have to do bluff. anything. Have enough about Chris. <laughs> Tell us what your favorite thing is. Chris is great. Blah blah blah. You gotta go. Hey, don't put this on me. I could probably tell me tell my favorite thing that you've made. There we go. That's good. Okay. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, I could I could give you I'll give you maybe I'll give you two if that's okay. Um, one one right now. Can I guess what you're about to say? No. Go ahead. The poke bowl that you did? No, no, not that. Oh, so we, it's something that's still on our menu that is, it's just a half-smoked chicken with uh, some butter beans and in this broth. But the broth is like something that is so good to me. It's just a mushroom stock that's got just enough curry powder in it. And then we take a bunch of red miso and blend into it. And so we cook the beans down with that. It's got a half chicken on it that's got white barbecue sauce on it, which everybody's doing white barbecue sauce and smoked chicken. I don't know why, but everybody's doing it. We're one of them. And then my, we put some chow chow on top. Chow chow is like a traditional thing for your beans. And we're using the recipe that uh, my mom all uses. Um, she always made her chow chow with like overgrown squash. Um, I'm taking her recipe and just doing it with cabbage. That's something that's been on our menu for forever that I love. I could eat rotisserie chicken for the rest of my life. I, I don't know why, but I love it. Um, my second other thing might have been actually at Stoke. Um, it was uh, some grilled rice, like a grilled this grilled rice that had a piece of pork belly on top and some exo sauce. Oh, I love that. That was one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that one. I so, love it. Uh, I used yeah, to- that was my go-to order. Yeah, I love that. I love doing that. I love making exo sauce because that's, like, again, one of those things where it's, like, you read about it, and I'm, like, I don't know what that is, but I can find enough local ingredients that are the, the same. Instead of, like, a Chinese sausage, I get, like, Benton's country ham and grind it up. And um, that was just one of those things that it came together very well, and I, don't know, I love that dish. That was one that I really enjoyed making. I thought you were going to say the poke dish. That one was so interesting. It was good. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not surprised, but I thought you were going to feel fancier than no. you did. No. I guess my favorite thing that I made, and just because I like the story of it, was um, we were in our first test kitchen. We were at, like, the U.S. Foods headquarters or something. I don't even know where it was. Um, it was our first day, and I was still really unsure about whether Chris was going to, ha- like, actually bring me on or not. Um, I was so scared. <laughs> and it, we were in the test kitchen, and I had been making stuff all day, and nothing was coming together. Like, I was, like, overthinking everything. I was so nervous. Um, and Tyler's over there, like, being fucking Tyler twirling his mustache. I'm like, yes, I can do everything right on the first try. I hadn't made anything right. I had, like, made a Caesar dressing, and like, a broken Caesar dressing, but I, like, overthought it so much that it ended up just being fucking Caesar, like a Caesar dressing. I was so sad and so frustrated, and, like, the last hour we were in there of, of, like, 10 hours, I made the cashew mac recipe, 
and it just like came together and I was like it was salty because I was crying into it and um and yeah so the cashew neck is you know that's something that I worked on and it's yeah. still around obviously yeah. so that was like one of those things where she she put that together in like 30 minutes and as soon as we ate it like, I think we all of our eyes got big and we we're like this is so good and it's became one of the handful of things maybe like four or five things that we've had on our own menu that haven't came off so and it it's still like it's one of those things I'm not tired of. It still tastes good. No, oh, I'm so tired of it. You couldn't pay me to eat a bowl of it right now. <laughs> uh, okay, final question. What what's your ult like do you guys want to have your own restaurant one day? What's your ultimate goal? Um Yes, but if someone else pays for it. Yeah, yeah. Um maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we're we're in such a a lucky spot not to keep talking you know that Chris Coleman guy but he has entrusted us with you know doing everything in this kitchen not everything but you know he he definitely lets us make tons of decisions you know he's a busy guy doing other things so he trusts us to do things and it, you know eventually I think we will be running the Goodyear house ourselves so. The way I, that I think about it is that's also it's it gives us great practice to to do whatever we want to do, learn from our mistakes, and um, I mean we've talked about like wanting to do our own place. I mean who doesn't? But also it's like it's so scary at the same time. It's so scary. Yeah. So ideally it'd be if um, with this same restaurant group of the Goodyear House, our restaurant group's name is uh, Built on Hospitality. We do want to grow as a restaurant group, and so that's one of those things that, you know, Chris is busy looking around and and has his eyes. He, you know, he's got other tasks he's got to do, so he leaves the kitchen to us. And you know, years down the road, if we convince them to give us a restaurant and we could run a restaurant under the same restaurant group, um, that would be ideal, I think, for us. So, do we want to be chefs when we grow up? I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you, yeah. could, you could have a great name, like Rocky something. like Rocky's Pizza Ballast and Punk Rock Emporium? <laughs> like, well... I haven't thought about it. Well, I mean, Copper's Taken, apparently. Copper's Taken. Big bummer. <laughs> bummer. Rocky's Pizza I'm gonna Ballast. Go, yes. I might go to Copper this week. I want to see, like... Go what? there! It's, there. it's South Carolina, well, so, you know, there... I love how you, that's just great. Okay. What's. Hey, I, do I still remember the drink specials? Oh, they do half price appetizers, or at least they used to, you know, Monday through Thursday, four to six or something like that. Yeah. Get the redneck egg rolls. That's what the collard green egg rolls are called. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. We ask everyone, what's the best thing you ate this week? You want to go first? What do you think? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm prepared. Like okay. I said, do oh, my homework. Okay. Do your homework. <laughs> uh, you, Tyler, you made me some, uh, I think it was like after work on a Thursday, and I was like, I'm hungry. <laughs> so you like thawed some chicken stock from your freezer and boiled some udon noodles, and then ate that with some David Chang chili crisp. Oh, it's actually that I wanted. I want to buy. Oh, my God. I'm going to put chili crisp. is so good. It's, it's so it's I've been delicious. like eyeing yeah. it. I've been eyeing it for like two months and just pull the trigger. Do it. I need to do it's it. It's worth it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that was my best my the best thing I ate this week, and I ate like my weight in sour turnips at work. Nice. And it was pretty good. Yeah, udon noodles I get from like Super G. They're in their freezer section. And dude, you just boil them in some water for like two minutes. They're oh, super I, chewy. I want to change mine. I want to change mine. <laughs> I just remember something. I had a Christmas miracle happen to me this week where I got home from work uh, and someone had accidentally postmated McDonald's to my front door and it was still hot. There was chicken nuggets and a Big Mac and french fries and Coke and two cookies. There you go. Wow. Santa brought me McDonald's. I want to try the new spicy chicken nuggets. That's like the one thing. I'm trying to like avoid McDonald's, but I'd like to try those. But see, it doesn't count because I didn't make the choice to eat it. Oh, Santa for sure. Oh, I, if, if McDonald's showed up right now, I'd eat it. 100%. <laughs> yeah, you can't say no, right? You can't I say felt, no to I McDonald's. I feel kind of guilty about it, though. <laughs> Anyways, your turn. Um, uh, <laughs> me, we, uh... <laughs> We're working on, for like New Year's Eve, uh, we're doing like, a, you can get a whole or a half pork shoulder at work, so that's something we put together, we're just roasting a pork shoulder, um, it's going to come with like a bowl of rice, some kimchi, some fermented stuff, some pickles, a few sauces, like a salsa matcha, maybe an exo, um, so we worked on that this week, and uh, it came out extremely nice, oh, some lettuce, to do some like lettuce wraps, um that was really good and it was like one of those things too where we we tested it out we were super happy with our first go round, and then it's like you have four pounds of a pork shoulder just sitting there cooked and so it was like we were able to feed our whole kitchen staff and and dishwashers and everybody liked it and i was super happy with it uh I, yeah I'll, so new year's eve thing. come to the good year house yes yes get your, get your big wait house. is it to go or or do you we're we're doing it to go in for in for in and so it's like yeah for new year's eve obviously we you know you can't we're kicking everybody out by like 9 30 in the restaurant right now so first That's new perfect. year's eve off ever I, 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 I can't stay up to midnight don't make yeah, me yeah yeah I lost my wallet last year and was hung over before I even went to bed. So I'm over it. Never again. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, pick up you can pick up a pork shoulder and, and all the sides and then you can you can heat it up for your New Year's Eve dinner and then the next day, you know, super my family tradition, a lot of southern traditions like some pork and some greens and some beans uh, for for New Year's Day. So you can do that with your leftovers. I'm just I'm looking at the Goodyear House menu right now and mm, mm, so good. Yeah, All right, guys. Okay, so tell us where we can find you on Instagram. You guys are both fun to follow. Yeah. Rocky's uh, taking a break right I, now. I take I took a huge break, but I'm gonna come back soon. Yeah, New Year's, too. yeah. But I'm a extra le- underscore lettuce extra with an X. Yes. Do I need to say that again? That was a mess. <laughs> Or Taco Bell. Yeah, you? I'm extra lettuce. Extra with an X underscore lettuce. Uh, I am Tyler Jordan Long on Instagram. Just super easy. Real great. Check us out for some weird Lord of the Rings memes Hell and yeah. your house food pics. And dog pics. Hi, Logan. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. It's been great. Everyone, go to the Goodyear House and say hello to Tyler and Rocky. They'll be. Don't send anything back. You send yeah. something. Uh, yeah, don't send it back. They will come kill you.
they'll come out and throw it in your face. I have a fierce eye roll, so you'll feel it. No idea. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. And, and have a, I guess this is going to post after Christmas, but you yeah. had a Merry Christmas and uh, have a Happy New Year. Yeah. What about Hanukkah? How was that? How was Hanukkah? Um, yeah. It was, uh, when you when you get older, Hanukkah's like, eh, you know, <laughs> miracle, eight days, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He's Hanukkah. trying to yeah. sign off, but I want to know if he's eaten the shivana yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've had shivana. Oh. Yeah. Shivana, uh, Rob, Rob's, Rob's my, you know, I, I know all the juice. Shy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like, yeah, Rob's a cool Alyssa. He, like, knew my name when I got my matzo ball soup. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we, like, yeah, we support Michigan for sure. We go pick up at yeah, they're, uh, quite often. Like, his pastrami, I love, it's not quite a cactus pastrami, but it's, did you ever yes. go to Lander? Did you ever go to Lander's in L.A.? No, uh, we went to Brent. You, you have to go to Lander's. Oh, that's just the best. Okay. It's in, like, the ghetto, too, but it's so good. Nice. We call it the barrio in Los Angeles. Yeah, and he's doing it, and he's doing it on that verdant bread, which verdant. Shout out. Oh, and the lusty muck mustard, verdant bread. Oh yeah. Best. Yeah. Rob's the. Yeah. And his his wife makes the black and white cookie. I don't know if you tried that, but that's. Oh, have we tried that? Yes. Have we tried that? I don't share those. Those are vicious. Mm I can taste it right now. Okay. I, we got to go. Awesome. Thank you very Thank much you for so having much. us. We had a lot of fun no doing this. For sure.